Good evening and welcome to Wednesday Night Invitations. We are so glad that you are joining us here tonight. We have just sensed a deep invitation into the heart of God right now. He's inviting us into deeper friendships and desires to teach us new things. And we're excited to take this journey together as a family of God with brothers and sisters in Christ. One thing that I forgot to mention or have publicized, if you do not have paper and pencil and crayons with you, could you go grab those right now? Uh, we're going to need those for some of the interactive exercises that we're going to do together tonight. A little bit of a 30-second backdrop to how we got to uh, Wednesday night invitations. As soon as COVID-19 began to unravel, uh, staff, there were multiple conversations that were happening here on staff, and we were hearing from many of you as well. And Jenny, I think it was, it was you who actually posed this question uh, at one of our meetings. And you said, when, when this is over, when COVID-19 lifts, what is it that we want to be about during this time? Or another way to, to frame that up is COVID-19 meant blank for my spiritual growth, for our spiritual growth as the body of Christ. And so, so that conversation, many of us were thinking about that and, and praying about that and, and praying towards that. Um, and Kevin, then I'll, I'll never forget that meeting when, when you walked in and your shepherd's heart was just so burdened. And um, you had, and it was, it was two or three weeks into the crisis by this time. And you had said, um, you know, that first week, just feeling a lot of rallying around, like this is, we're gonna get through this, it's gonna be good. But then week two and three, uh, just, just sensing the, some of the anxiety and the despair. And you had, you had come with these, these 10 questions, these 10 rhetorical questions of, could it be this is what God is doing. Could it be, could we reframe this? Um, and, and we don't have the answers to all of those questions, but taking a look at, mm -hmm. at those, um, those questions. So um, we, took, we took kind of those two things and many of us felt like the passage, Isaiah 30, 15 is what really is forming this time for us. Um, this, is, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. And so um, we're gonna unpack this verse as we have these invitations. We're gonna invite you to continue to come back for seven weeks uh, at seven o'clock on Wednesday night. So seven weeks on Wednesdays, seven o'clock. And um, yeah, the, the questions that you ask, the 10 rhetorical questions that you ask, interesting enough, they fit under those, um, those things of repentance, rest, quietness, and, and trust. So you are, are just, we're so delighted and invited into this conversation. Um, but we just want to, again, press in a little bit. Family conversations can sometimes be awkward. They can sometimes be uh, messy uh, if, if your house looks like mine. And we are just, we're not going to promise that these conversations are wrapped up in, in beautiful packaging uh, and, and bows. Um, but we do promise that we will surround them with, with complete hope and flood them with the light of Christ because that reflects the goodness of our great God. Um, so, and, and just know that we are all coming in <laughs> to this time from our days. We have not, I do not, I'm looking forward to learning from uh, you, uh, you so, so much. Um, and, 
we, we also wanted to, as, as we invite you into this conversation, we wanted to recognize that we understand that we're all coming in, um, in different places, in our journey and in our walk. And that is okay. That is, that is so welcomed here. Um, so for, for some of us uh, in, in our family, you know, these restrictions that have been placed on us, they've been, they've been a blessing, a gift of time, a gift of, um, you know, just, just lingering with the Lord. And across the spectrum, on the other side, for some of us, it has just been... Um, yeah, just layers of, of fear and anxiety and depression, some, some addictions are raising its head. And, and we recognize that there's everything in between there. And there is no conversation that is not important. That's not important for our church family and also not important for, for God. So um, yeah, we just welcome all, all of your voices. And speaking of welcoming voices, <laughs> Jenny, will you share kind of the interactive piece, what that is going to look like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we have invited you to do so on Sunday mornings and in our great Tritum services last week, we invite you to go ahead and get your phones out and be ready to interact with those that you love and trust who are not maybe in your living room right now, um, as well as those who may be in your living room with you. Uh, that's a way for you to interact with one another. And then we really hope that this is a time when you can interact directly with us. So I've got the computer. I'm ready for these live <laughs> chats to come in. And uh, we've been doing that through YouTube uh, the last few weeks, and we actually want to invite you to switch that up with us tonight. We uh, have a new way that our website host has allowed us to be able to embed our videos and our live streams into our website. And we actually really like a lot of what their chat function will allow us to do. And so we're trialing this with you, knowing that you'll be a great audience for it. And we're asking if you would actually switch, if you're watching directly from YouTube right now, and if you have it on your TV, you can leave it there. But in order to be able to chat in with us, would you grab your computer or a mobile device and would you actually just go straight to trcpella.com slash live stream? And you can find there exact, this exact conversation that's taking place. And there will be a chat window that pops up to the right of the viewing window. And you'll be able able to log in either as a guest tonight if it feels like too much to create that quick account or you can actually log in directly with your Facebook or your Twitter account or make a quick account that really doesn't take very long. So we would invite you to do that and we're also asking if you do sign in as a guest, would you be willing to just type in your name as the first thing that you comment to us so that we just know who you are. And if you'd rather remain anonymous, that's okay too. Uh, but we just love being able to interact with you as our church family and uh, and to be able to utilize the questions and the comments that you have tonight. So we're seeing how this goes. We've never tried this before. If there are like thousands of you that are writing in, maybe hundreds is more of, is a better um, exaggerated number. <laughs> if there are hundreds of you writing in, we won't, you know, we won't talk about every single comment. We won't be able to bring every question to this conversation, but we really do value you writing those in. Um, and just know that as you do post, they will be public and they will be for everyone who's in the chat to see. Um, but again, that's what allows us to be able to bring your questions to this very wise group. So I would encourage you to do that. And I'm seeing and more and more of you logging into the chat thing right now. So I think it's working. Um, 
Um, I think that those are all the details I have. So Phil, would you open us in prayer? Sure. Let's pray together, shall we? Precious Lord, we want to thank you tonight for this opportunity to learn and to grow together as the family of God. Lord, there is, are maybe any number of people at many different levels of their walk with you who are with us tonight. There may be brand new Christians who are just discovering, uh, learning to walk perhaps, and maybe some seasoned saints who, who have been around the block a lot of times. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. uh, may we catch the enthusiasm of the newborns and Lord, help us to glean wisdom from those who have, who have been walking with you for so many years. I thank you for this panel. Of, of distinguished leaders in our church. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the tech team that's making this all possible. Most of all, we want to welcome the Holy Spirit to be in this place. In each home, I pray that, there, that your spirit will be present and that you will be our teacher. Lord, we recognize that we are walking through difficult times. We're in uncharted waters, and some of us may feel like we are in deep waters and in rough seas. But Lord, I pray tonight that you will help us to know two things. First of all, that you're in here with us, you are in the boat with us, and you're not alarmed by what is going on outside. And second, I pray that you will help us to know that you are the master of the wind and the waves, and you don't mind us waking you up from time to time with our cries. So Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that this will just be a time of building up, of learning together in your kingdom, and it's for your glory and in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to get started asking the panel the first question. And I guess the only other thing I should let you know is that as I uh, interact in this conversation, I'll be moderating the discussion. So I'll either be asking a question that Kevin has crafted or one from one of you, or I'll be representing one of your comments or your viewpoints. So... Let's get started. All right, the first question. Could it be that in this season of crisis, the great physician is actually providing a medical examination of our hearts? Are we being invited to identify, confess our sin and allegiance to these idols, and with contrition, remove these idols from our lives? Kevin. What do you think? Well, before, <clears throat> before I answer the question, can I tell you a great story? Please. <laughs> the other day I was walking, a couple days ago, let's see, today's Thursday. So Tuesday, I, was, I took a break and I was walking. And uh, I was walking, can I get up and walk around? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was walking and I was just kind of thinking, you know, I was walking down the street and up coming toward me is a little boy with a dog. And so we did the social distancing thing and I'm over here and he's over here. And he, he walks past me and he stops. He goes, hey. And I turn around. He said, hey. And I said, were you the guy on TV on Sunday? <laughs> and I said, well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he said, you know, that lady, she was just so red. Was she tan or what? <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, why? <laughs> I said, Jesus? That's good. And he kept right on walking. I said, okay, there we go. So the, <laughs> I, I guess I'd like, Phil was praying and quickening me the idea of walking and um, at the start of his prayer. And I'm, I'd like to just begin by just saying thank you. Uh, in these weeks of, of COVID, uh, we, we're mindful of all the challenges that we face, but I'm just mindful of how many ways people have been Christ-like. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for in our community how people are actually 
uh, being kind, listening to our leaders, uh, reaching out, gentle ways to care, providing mm -hmm. gifts. A senior saint called my house and said, I don't have a lot of money, but I got some gift cards in Walmart. If I bring them and stick in your mailbox, could you go help somebody else out? Mm -hmm. I could tell you stories like that of people really wanting to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Thanks, and I'm so grateful for that. So that's, 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 thank you. Thank you so much for living out faith. Mm -hmm. But when, when Katie alluded to our conversation a few weeks ago, and I came in, I was pretty burdened. Um, um, how blunt can I be? Hmm. Pretty blunt? Yes. All right. <clears throat> well, so people are writing, calling, and emailing me. And um, one of the things that has emerged in these conversations is um, I think the Lord is, is, is acting as a physician and is exposing some hurts in our hearts that maybe we've just buried. We've, we've, not, um, we've not paid attention to those things. And I'm struck by the words of one of the prophets, we become like the idols we worship. And I wonder if in this season, one of the things the Lord's doing is he's inviting us to be conscious of the ways we've given ourselves over to idols. Mm -hmm. So let me just be, be transparent with you. Obviously, one of the things I enjoy, our family enjoys, is sports. Um, but what I've observed is now that I can't watch sports, I don't watch any television. Mm. And what struck me is watching Kyle play in the NBA, our boys play in college, I would watch TV three hours, three and a half hours a night, every night, and I think I'm surprised how connected I was to my idol. Mm. And I don't think I would have known it or acknowledged it if it wasn't taken away. So my question is, um, what is the great physician doing with us and inviting each of us to do so that all of us together can become more whole and more like Jesus? So people have been emailing me, writing me, calling me. These are the things people are in our church family are sharing, and I ask for permission to share these with you. So uh, um, several have written me and said, I'm, I'm so discouraged. I'm just drinking way too much. So instead of one glass of wine, I'm having five or six. Instead of one beer, I'm having, I'm just, I'm just getting drunk. Um, some people have written and called me, visited our home. One man who said, I am so full of anger. I just want to beat up my wife. So uh, uh, there's this, this idolatry of anger and, and resentment. Um, some young people texted me and asked me to meet them with cars. And so I sat in my car and they sat in theirs. And their challenge is they're sexting. So, so people are just sharing me these deep, deep um, concerns, but I wonder if what's happening is the Holy Spirit is starting to say, what are the things you've given yourselves to that actually hold us in bondage? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if this season is an opportunity for the great physician to start doing some heart surgery. Mm -hmm. What are the things I need to acknowledge? And so for me, one of the idols I need to acknowledge is, is sports. I love sports. I spend a lot of time thinking with sports. You know, and I think back over the years, I mean, here, confess my sins. We stopped, we stopped counting miles after we drilled one million miles to watch our kids play. I had six cars with 165 or 70,000 miles on them. We stopped counting at 1,000 games. I don't know how much money we have spent attending games. That speaks to an idol. And I wonder if the Lord is inviting us, is inviting me to acknowledge I've given myself over to sports. And I wonder if something might be similar happening to someone else. Mm -hmm. So may I start that way? Is that mm -hmm. a way to start us? Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Filler Katie. 
Okay. Any thoughts on that one? Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that uh, Kevin said in one of our meetings was uh, he prayed that we would not miss the opportunity for what God may be doing in yeah. us through this time. And that really challenged me because um, I was very much viewing this as an obstacle uh, to overcome uh, instead of an opportunity for us to, uh, uh, to do some house cleaning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, one of the things that the Holy Spirit brought immediately to me uh, was an idol of religious comfort. Hmm. Uh, I have become very comfortable with uh, three worship songs and an inspiring message and the fellowship of all of my friends. Uh, it's awesome. It's wonderful. And I hope to enjoy that again soon. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but what about when that's taken away? What, what does my spiritual life consist of? Am I lost? Am I uh, groping in the dark because I've not learned personally how to worship God in spirit and truth? When, when Jesus talked to the woman at the well, uh, she posed the question, where should we worship? Here and at Jerusalem or on the mountain or where? And Jesus said, there's coming a day when the true worshipers will worship me in spirit and in mm -hmm. truth. And so God really challenged me because in my younger years, I was all about that. Uh, I challenged the norms. I, I was uh, always willing to do that. And, and as I've gotten older, I've settled in to routines that feel comfortable, mm -hmm. uh, to worship that I like. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, uh, it's tough singing hymns in a room with two people. <laughs> it's a lot more fun when there's 1,000 or 1,200 around mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, it's really exposing the core of my worship and of my religious experience, is it, how deep is it? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one idol mm -hmm. um, that God has challenged me in. Yeah, that's good. You know, so I'm entering this conversation a little bit differently than, than some, some others because I was in the middle of, of just deep grief after uh, losing mm -hmm. dad so suddenly. And so um, another thing that we're gonna, we're gonna get to in future weeks is disorientation. So I was already at just a high levels of, of disorientation um, when, when we kind of COVID-19 started mm -hmm. to unravel um, a little bit. But it was interesting, I'd, I recognized some things ab about myself and also about the movement, movement of God. So um, with, with the great physician, uh, you know, sometimes uh, depending on our, our perspective of, of who God is, we can, we can imagine, you know, being laid on that operating table and, and he's got the butcher knife and he <laughs> is ready to, to go in. Um, and uh, what, what I experienced during uh, the grieving process, my disorientation, all, the, all of um, the COVID-19 stuff is I, I did need a perspective change. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so that offense that I thought was so bad that this person said this and this, you know, like, Mm, no, in, in the grand scheme of things, not, not so bad. Um, but, but what I notice with the great physician is that um, there, is, there is a hope in repentance of you know that, it's gonna, that you're going to breathe better on the other mm -hmm. side. And if there, is, um, if, there is, if there is condemnation and just, uh, you know, you're not good enough, you haven't done this, you know, all those things, that is, that's the accuser, mm -hmm. not the yeah. physician. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And noticed, noticed that in, in the journey. Um, one of the things that I suffer from, I, I read this the other day and I thought, oh boy, um, is, is destination disease is, is what it was, 
uh, called. And I realize, I think, oh, here's a, here's a hurdle in my life. And um, once this hurdle is over, once it's, it's removed from my life, um, then I will be able to truly live joyfully um, mm-hmm. instead of, and that's, that's the toxic mm-hmm. disease. That's mm-hmm. the toxic thought right, right mm-hmm. there. Um, but instead of, the truth is, um, you know, if I'm not living joyfully right now in this, in this moment, no matter what my circumstances are, there is a really strong chance I'm not going to be able to live joyfully um, after this <laughs> so moment true. has, has yes. passed. Um, and so... Um, can, yeah. I, can I ask you a question? So when, when we talk about the great physician, when the Lord is doing surgery on you, how do you like that? I mean, is it, is it, is it because you know you're sick and you want him to do surgery or is it resistant to surgery? I mean, how, do you, how do you in your mind think and receive the great physician's work in your heart? Mm-hmm. Or is it very like, like you just described? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, there's kind of two things that happen. The first is the spotlight comes on. <laughs> that's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, uh, when, when it's exposed. Yeah, the but test w- results. Yeah, when the, <laughs> exactly. But once that's happened, um, it, I love what you said, Katie, about how it, it's, it's the will of God to... Uh, to heal us through this process. It's not a condemnation where he's coming after us with the, uh, with the axe, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he wants to, to root out the things that are uh, causing competition, that are causing uh, uh, all sorts of malaise in our culture, I think, is, mm-hmm. and, and I think he wants to uh, cleanse us from that. So, yeah, the original thought is, oh, my, I've been exposed. <sighs> Yeah. Shut that light off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, uh, then once we understand who the Father is, mm-hmm. uh, then it becomes, Lord, I, I need this out of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mine is similar, I guess, uh, in keeping with kind of that, that heart condition. Um, so if, if, it's, if it's exposed, um, I realize that on the other side of the surgery, I'm going to be breathing able to breathe better, so mm-hmm. to speak. And, um, you know, tonight's questions is, is they are focused around this idea of repentance. And, you know, repentance is, is a returning to, to God and mm-hmm. returning to, um, to, to the things that, the ways that he has created mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers yeah, your, that's great. your mm-hmm. question. So, so I think about if, 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 if the Lord is dealing with the idol sports in my life, what, I, what Lane and I find when I get home is that we, we eat something, then we often go for a walk or a ride. Mm-hmm. So instead of sitting and looking at television or a you know, basketball game, mm-hmm. we, 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 we find ourselves... Um, there's a different sense of being when you're not being... Um, shaped by your idol mm-hmm. when the idol does not have power over us mm-hmm, or yeah. shape us or shape our thinking mm-hmm. we live differently and so what i've been trying to do in, in light of that so the lord's been convicting of it and when i don't have to do, use my phone or my computer for work i've been trying intentionally to not have my phone on for an hour a day less than less than 60 minutes just to see if i can be if i can be sense pens, peaceful mm-hmm. and at rest without mm-hmm. And, and I think the COVID has helped push that, leave your idols yep. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let him create something in your heart that's more about how, how are, so before we were on TV, we were just sitting together 
And I just find myself just wanting to sit and mm-hmm. be by people, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to be by you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think an idol has to be yeah. removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think you might think we're funny, Phil. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> you should have we heard we, we, we think we are. Before we do that. What's the sign? <laughs> <laughs> Truck gang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to not let us go down that but I do want to share some really great things that are coming in on the live chat. Um, yeah, Derek Miller was talking about like, yeah, when God strips away that busyness, what are we replacing our time with and how boredom mm. is just exposing the restlessness of mm, hearts. And really mm. um, John Ferrer Uh, chatted in a quote by A.W. Tozer. And I don't know that I've heard this one before, but wow. I can tell how much God you have by how much entertainment you need. Mm. That's exactly Mm. what you're talking Mm. about, right? Like how Mm -hmm. still can we just be or how much do we need to be entertained? Um, And then Emily Van Gent and Steph Heatbrink both were talking just about the goodness of his presence. And, And Emily specifically said that of this surgery, it's really an invitation to kindness. And isn't Mm, that who he is, right? We know that it's his kindness that leads us to that repentance. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just loved that acknowledgement that it's all out of kindness, that he would desire for these things to be stripped away Mm -hmm. and exposed Mm -hmm. so that we can be filled with more of him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I address the boredom thing a second? Yeah. Um, One of the things... You know, over these last couple of years, Katie got me on to Katie, uh, Caroline Leaf a couple years ago. And so Lane and I have been reading about it. But one of the things that, that brain stuff is telling us, that boredom is important to be open to creativity. And I think one mm-hmm. of the interesting things I'm observing is that if my idol of the television, of sports, is taken away, and if my, if my spirit moves to boredom, mm-hmm. if I can rest for a couple minutes in the boredom, pretty soon my heart opens up, my mind mm-hmm. opens up to creative mm-hmm. things from mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if part of the taking away the idols is to create space for beautiful new ideas and mm-hmm. understanding yeah. of our relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've definitely seen that where people have just been so creative and it's fun to see that, yeah. that sprout up. So. All right, we want to move into a time um, of, of just interaction here, specifically with, uh, with you at home. And so we have a, a journal or a, um, a, a journal or a conversation starter that we would just like you to sit in for a couple of minutes. Um, have you identified any idols during, during this season? Um, if so, would you confess them to the great physician and repent of, of having them in your life? So could you just, could you just journal maybe, and, and maybe this, what this is going to look like for us is just a corporate-wide uh, family cleaning out of, of those things that we have put um, mm. in, front, in front of God. So kind of a time of, of corporate confession as we individually do it. We're also obviously collectively doing this. So let's take uh, just a minute or two and um, you can either have this conversation with someone in your home, you can have this conversation via FaceTime if you're uh, talking with someone or just just journal this and, and use this time with the Lord.
like to just offer a brief prayer of repentance and looking to the Lord together. So would you bow your heads with me as we look to the Lord. Father, we thank you that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance. And Lord, it may be uncomfortable for the searchlight of the Holy Spirit to be shined on our lives um, and to see things exposed that we didn't know were there before. But we recognize that this is an act of your mercy and not of your judgment because you choose and you desire to have intimate fellowship with us. So, Lord, we individually and collectively lay down those idols that have been uh, shown to us through the Holy Spirit. Perhaps it's destination disease that was mentioned or sports or religious comfort or busyness or any number of things that may have come into our hearts and minds as we, as we were quiet before you. Lord, I pray that you will help us to be aggressive, uh, but we will also allow your Holy Spirit to do a thorough work in our hearts. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. All right. Our second question for the evening for all of you at home and for our wise panel here is this, could it be that this season will reveal just how selfish or selfless we really are? Mm. Bill, you're up. Okay. As I was looking at that question, um, it actually kind of came to an issue of control. Mm. I've never considered myself to be a, a control freak until I've lost control. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I realized that I don't like that feeling very well. It's a little bit like I was thinking about in an automobile, if you've ever lost control of an automobile, uh, right up until the moment you're very much in control, you're very confident that you're going to be able to pull this thing through, and then in a nanosecond, you realize that it's all out the window, it's all gone, you've completely lost control. And that's the way I felt on Monday morning. Up until mm -hmm. Easter, we were focused on... Uh, you know, meeting the needs of our church family. Uh, we were focused on presenting the, the services of the great tritum. So our minds were occupied. We were in a, in a, 
uh, conquer mode. <laughs> we were in control of our destiny, so to speak. And then I woke up on Monday morning and I all of a sudden realized that we still have many, many challenges that we don't know how to meet. <laughs> and how my expert opinions about anything mean absolutely nothing. Amen. And how nothing fits the template. And so the things that I have relied on for self-sufficiency, uh, my opinion supremacy, <laughs> all of these yeah. things that I thought, if people would just listen to what I had to say, it would fix everything. <laughs> and Monday morning I woke up, it hadn't fixed a thing. <laughs> and, so, and so there was this uh, understanding and awareness of how small we are in the, in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's, that's been a real wake-up call to me. Um, mm -hmm. But then I've also, like you mentioned earlier, I've seen some tremendous examples of selflessness. Yes. That's right. yep. And uh, mm -hmm. I wish that I would have brought them with me. Uh, if I'd have been thinking about it, I would have. But uh, a lot of the kids of the church have been uh, creating cards for the uh, senior saints in our congregation. And and they've been sending them in. Uh, I think, Katie, you've kind of overseen this Operation Card Shower or whatever we yeah, want to call yeah. it. Uh, and uh, I have got the most fantastic cards from some of our, all the way from one and a half years old oh. up to uh, teenagers. Even parents are sending in cards. And, mm -hmm. and I got uh, nine of them a couple of days ago that were a pop-up card that when you open it up, this tulip opened up. Wow. Uh, we can't have tulip time this year, but this did more than anything I've, <laughs> to my heart. Uh -huh. And I thought, what, what will that do to someone who's, who's uh, uh, suffering grief or walking alone? Mm -hmm. And that's one thing. Another child, I think it was a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old, created a, uh, the whole side of the card was a diagonal word puzzle with a uh, word from Easter. It had about eight words from Easter hidden diagonally wow. and across and backwards. And, and uh, I just thought, how cool is that? Uh -huh. uh, that uh, some senior is going to get a chance to do a word puzzle. <laughs> so those are some of the selfless things. Uh, quite honestly, I've been kind of appalled at the selfishness of my part in all this. And every day I go through the same thing yeah. of, uh, of thinking I've got all the answers. And by the end of the day, um, I, I just, if I could share one quick story, I got a call uh, or actually contacted one of our seniors today whose wife has just been diagnosed uh, with COVID and uh, is in a care center facility. And um, he said, I haven't seen her for five weeks. And uh, he said, I didn't realize um, how much I would miss the sense of touch. And it just, it, it brought me to tears because I thought I've been wrapped up in my opinions and my thoughts mm -hmm. while there are yep. people that are, that are desperately needing yep. us to touch them. And, and I'm at a loss to know how. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I believe that the Holy Spirit can move across these uh, sanctioned boundaries. And so I'm just mm -hmm. praying that uh, with, uh, interceding in a way that I've never had before for for people that need a touch mm -hmm. right now, physical yeah. touch, that they can receive that from, from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we put the two questions together? Um, could selfishness be an idol? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think one of the challenges that I, I hear as we talk, talk with people, if I can't watch my game, go to my restaurant, shop online, or get what I want right now, then we get so angry. Why are we so angry? Mm -hmm. Because we're selfish. Mm -hmm. What we want, we can't have. And um, so is that, is, is that, I mean, 
Yeah. Is that is that an is that an idol or is that just a crappy attitude? Yeah. <laughs> a little of both. Yeah. A little of both. I'm struck by how impatient we are with each other if mm. we don't get our way. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a, in, in the season of Lent. I was I'm fast, I was fasting several days a week, and what I found was I it, so it, fa fasting makes you come, get in contact with your base desires, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't get what you want, your stomach starts to growl, your head gets kind of fuzzy, and you just kind of get a little crabby and and I just was struck. I wonder if um, in this season, if the Lord is asking us to look at how selfless or selfish we are. Yeah. And are we willing to reach, um, to do those little things that are kind and gentle mm -hmm. and caring that are appropriate mm -hmm. be, uh, as an antidote to our selfishness? Mm -hmm. does, that, does, that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think for me, uh, it's it's won or it's lost in my mind. And you 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 mentioned this before, mm -hmm. a passage um, about this uh, from First Corinthians, First Corinthians three three, really stuck struck out to me when I was reading this um, the other day. And this is uh, from from the Passion Translation, but um, it's it's the call to spiritual maturity. This is when uh, Paul is calling us to spiritual maturity. And what mm -hmm. food are we are we eating? Um, and, in, and it says, in fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Hmm. Ask hmm. yourselves, is there jealousy among you? Do you compare yourself with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up hmm. taking sides? If so, and this cut to the heart, this proves that you are living your lives centered on yourselves, hmm. dominated by the mindset of the flesh and behaving like unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I've, I've struggled with all of those things living in the flesh, comparison, jealousy, but quarreling like children, um, <laughs> you know, who, who is going to look back at, at COVID-19 and not think about toilet paper, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we right. just like, uh, mm -hmm. and so when this, when this kind of broke out, I just, I could not get my head around, wrapped around why is everybody so concerned about toilet paper? And I was not going to, I was not going there, right? Well, then, you know, weeks go by in our house. We're down to like four rolls of toilet paper in our, in our house. And, uh, and so I went to one of the stores here in town when it, it was open to, to the public. And literally, I was behind a gal who took the last <laughs> roll of toilet paper. And I felt so Did you that. hit her in the head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts were not good. <laughs> and and I slipped into the mindset of the flesh like that. And 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 I, I white knuckled my cart around the corner. <laughs> and then and then I thought of a meme that uh I think a friend had showed either a friend or one of my kids where um there were uh ten 10 pairs of socks heading to the laundry and it said, hey guys, we need to stick together. One of us is going to end up as toilet paper. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we've got a whole basket full of unmatched socks. We're, we're fine. You know? <laughs> if you need some toilet paper, come our way. <laughs> yeah, who thought that I'd be talking about toilet paper on the, yeah. Let's see now. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't on the notes here. Yeah. I don't Great. <laughs> to get back to... <laughs> Good job, Katie. Um, you know, so so I realized within myself how quickly 
mm-hmm. I can switch from from a mentality of the spirit yeah. and the and, and displaying the heart of God yep. into okay, it needs to be about me. It needs to be about my tribe. It needs mm-hmm. to be about my wants, and mm-hmm. it just it happens in a second for mm-hmm. me in the battlefield. So, of the mind. so when when it goes negative, Katie, does it go back to to selfless just as quick? Does the switch go both ways? Um, not necessarily instantaneous. And I would say for me, it's probably a little bit more positional. Sometimes I need a little bit more uh, renewing of the mind than, yeah, yeah. than mm-hmm. others, depending yeah. on the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we more quickly can go this way. It's more difficult to go back. To go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And to rewire those yep. good pathways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Isn't it interesting, though, that they face the same things? 2,000 years ago when Paul was addressing the quarreling and the uh, mm-hmm. several times in his letters he's talking about those things, yeah. the, the selfless and selfish yep. acts of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Well, the chapter 1 Corinthians 11, the whole conversation around the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people are getting drunk and the rest of them haven't eaten yet. And yep. he says, I have nothing but, and I'm, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so in response to your question, is selfishness an idol? We have a comment. Selfishness is the foremost idol, in my opinion. This is from John Ferrer. We worship the mirror more than anything else. Mm. And we incorporate all sorts of other idols within our pantheon of self-worship. Yeah. Beautiful. Well done, John. That. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing on time. That's good. Do you have a couple more responses good. from the online chat or do you want us to move into the next? I do have. Um, this is uh, Bruce and Sue Coyle are speaking directly, Phil, to your, you know, sort of feelings of helplessness. Like, how do I actually, like, touch people in a way mm-hmm. that, like, is meaningful? And, um, and so, yeah, they just said that the power of intercessory prayer, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. transporting us through the Lord's help um, Mm -hmm. when we feel Mm -hmm. such a need to connect is the way that they have found that they are able to connect people. And I think that's so true. You know, Kathy Haug invited us on Palm Sunday to consider whether prayer might be the most important thing that we have to do in this season. So talk Mm -hmm. about boredom, talk about nothing to do, (laughs) talk about nothing on TV, like... Mm Yeah, can we? How can we just pray in in those moments instead? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that specifically, or we can go another direction. But well, I I, I would just affirm. Um, so we use this seek God for the city um, prayer books in Lent, but the Hawthorne has written a great book on prayer walking, and I think there's something beautiful that we could do yeah. about just walking yep. neighborhoods and whatever, and just praying. I think as you walk, there's something happens. Mm-hmm. If our hearts are open for intercession, it can be, just be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, in fact, I, I saw Sue the other day. It was a cold day, a couple, a couple days ago. Cold, cold, cold day. Sue is walking around the building, yep. praying for us. Yep. I just saw her just, just <laughs> praying away, and I said, "God bless Sue, right? That's right. Go. Yeah. You go, girl." That's right. And thanks for all the notes you've been leaving on our uh, doors. Yes, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sue and team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our a perfect uh, yep. transition into uh, going back into journal and and conversation prompts. Um, and so, are there are there ways that this time has revealed your selfishness? And if so, confess, return, repent, return. Um, 
And are there ways this time has revealed your selflessness? And uh, go ahead and give yourself a, a good job, a, mm -hmm. a way to go, because mm -hmm. uh, there is so much goodness that is that is happening as well. And Jenny had invited us to have, have phones um, ready for conversations too. Is there someone you can thank yeah. for sharing um, their selflessness over this past season? And, mm -hmm. and go ahead and um, I know that, that many of us have just been encouraged. All of a sudden, you know, I have eight to 10 people that have just mm -hmm. been just this constant Barnabas or a source of encouragement yeah. during, during the season. Um, yeah. And if, if you have some of those in, in your life, in your spheres of influence, would you just get your phone out and, and text mm -hmm. them? I am just so thankful for, for you. Uh, and we'll take, we'll take two or three minutes to spend time with this, this next prompt. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
you have people in mind that you haven't had a chance to text or communicate with, keep a list of those because that gratitude goes a long way and it's not just for tonight in this moment. So I would encourage you just to continue reaching out and thanking those that you are truly grateful for in this season. And I have two that I would love just to share and sort of give a shout out to. I know um, many of you in, that fall into these groups of people are, are joining with us tonight. And the two that just have been the ones that have really stuck out to me and on our family's lives are all those who are loving on and staying connected to our kids so well. So we have four daughters, uh, 10 and under, and they are just being so well cared for by our babysitter, Kathy Van Coten. She's been absolutely incredible. I could cry uh, thinking about all of the ways that she has blessed our family. And she sees the good, the bad, and the ugly in all of that um, and has even been willing to teach preschool to the youngest kiddos that are at her house right now. And that's just been incredible. They're teachers at school who are just genuinely longing to see their faces again and will sit on a Google Hangouts call with 21st graders who don't really know how to operate Google Hangouts very well um, and just be so patient and kind and play games with them and read stories to them. Um, that's just been incredible. And then I just think of the selflessness of all of our healthcare providers, just the yeah. ways that, I mean, the that is such a duty of the job, yes, but <laughs> there's so much more than just the duty of a job at this point in time. And so just the way that you all have been so selfless, and uh, I know we have found ourselves in the walk-in clinic in this season, not really because we wanted to be there, but because we had to be. And just the way that you all said, we're here to care for all of our patients and we will, we will continue to be here because, uh, because we all need each other in this and we're not gonna stop caring for people um, who don't have COVID-19 because there are some who do. And so just to have really appreciated that selflessness that, that we have gotten to experience in our own family's lives. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Katie, you have some more invitations for us as we close this evening. Would you share those? Yes, now? and so we are going to close each of these nights with uh, invitations and specific specific invitations um, that we're just going to call holy habit invitations. And um, part of part of the reason for this is we would like um, we would like to journey with these holy habits together uh, as as a church family. And um, in in our Isaiah thirty fifteen passage. Um, in repentance and rest, and rest is your salvation, and quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. Um, that, was, that was when God was addressing the Israelites, and they were, they were wanting to put their, um, their hope into, into the government, into, into the systems, into, their, um, into what they owned, into the horses and, and that kind of stuff. And, and God, God draws them back and says, no. Put your hope and your trust 
in me. And that's, um, and, and so the narrative that we want to journey on together during this time, um, actually then if, if you drop down and read 30, um, Isaiah 30, 18, here's, here's what the Lord longs to uh, do and be among us in this time. It says, yet the Lord, even, even when the Israelites were going their own way, putting up other idols, it says, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you he rises to show you compassion, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Mm-hmm. And that wait is an active wait in what we're going to invite you into, uh, the Holy Habit invitations. Um, and some of you, I know, already have this established, but quiet time with Jesus. And, and we're talking all, all generations here. Um, every day, we get to choose if we are going to live and, and walk our day with God or without him. And the more consistent we are uh, in spending time with him, the better the friendship will, will develop. And so, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you don't have a quiet time set aside for Jesus, would you consider over these next seven days, um, a time during your day set apart, just put it on, on your calendar. And if you're not sure where to start, uh, under the notes section, we have a link again to our Growing at Home page. And um, in there, if, if you've always thought, oh, I wanna read the Bible, but I don't understand it. There's, um, there's Bible study. And if you click on that icon, uh, there's a couple of great resources. One, a Bible reading plan uh, from InterVarsity Press. Another one, um, Project Blog 89, which there's 89, if, if you don't wanna do the whole Bible, if that seems a little intimidated and you, intimidating and you only wanna go for 89 chapters, there's a beautiful way to read through, there's 89 chapters in all four of the gospels and there's a beautiful way to, to read and walk with, with God through that. Or another one that I'd like to highlight is um, under the sacred rhythms on that growing with God. Uh, you can either get that sent to your, um, get it sent to your inbox or as an app. And that one has uh, first 15. First 15 is what it's called. And it has a scripture, a worship song that ties to the scripture, a devotional, and then it has a prayer meditation and then an activation. Um, so just a couple of resources to uh, get, us, get us started and um, spending that quiet time with Jesus. If you have uh, kiddos at home, kindergarten through fifth grade, would you please uh, look for the videos that are coming from Ms. Shannon, Ms. Kathy. Uh, they're gonna lead them through some quiet time. And then also starting next week for um, our students, uh, there's, there's gonna be some time uh, for, for them, an explanation of, of that with the um, experiential time from the student ministry team as well. And then there is another one that we um, also would like to invite everybody to engage in. And Phil, can you help us out with that one? Thank you, thank you, Katie. Uh, The other holy habit that we would like to invite you into tonight is what we call a daily examine, where at the end of the day, you and the Holy Spirit uh, get together and talk over the day. And I'd like to offer five suggestions. These are helpful for me when I examine the day past and prepare for a night of rest and the day tomorrow. And, and so uh, you'll see those on the screen. The first one is to invite God's light into your life. Uh, it, it, it can be difficult as we talked earlier about the searchlight of the Holy Spirit on us, but it can be the best invitation we ever give uh, for the Holy Spirit to examine. Uh, it comes from scripture in Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 where it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm-hmm. Test me 
and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of life everlasting. And so uh, that daily exam starts with the invitation for God's light to shine. We want to have his perspective on the day, not just ours. Uh, I think we would all agree that our heart can lead us astray <laughs> from time to time. In fact, the, uh, it says in the Psalms that the heart is deceitfully wicked and, and, and who can know it? And so we need the Holy Spirit to shed his light on us. The second uh, suggestion is to give thanks. And this is not even a suggestion. It's, it's a command often in <laughs> yep. Scripture. Yeah. In everything, give thanks. And if you look at Romans chapter 1, you see that the, uh, that the uh, a journey to deprivation almost always starts out with ingratitude. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be people who at the end of the day say, Lord, maybe this day wasn't, didn't live up to billing, but I give you thanks. Yep. I give you thanks. This is the day that the Lord has made. And so that's the second. The third one is to review the day. Uh, being guided by the Holy Spirit, look back on the day that you've just completed. Talk it over with the Lord. He's interested in the details of your life and the things that have transpired. Then take note. Where did you experience closeness with God? Where you were re- genuinely walking with him? And also, where did you experience distance from him? And Perhaps search what reasons there may be behind that distance. Was it something that you did or said that caused something to come between you and God or between you and your spouse or someone in your family? Those things are are heart-wrenching to God when we create that distance between us. And so like I saw, and I saw on a church billboard the other day, don't social distance yourself from God. Uh, Take note, where did you experience yourself walking closely? Where did you experience distance from him? Then praise him. Uh, for the times of communion, of intimate communion, and confess the sins that he has brought to your attention. And fifth, consider tomorrow. What hopes, joys, anxieties, or fears do you have? And I want to say that I didn't notice that I didn't say worry about tomorrow. I said consider tomorrow. Uh, Ask God to meet you in those places. Mm -hmm. Meet you in those places of fear and anxiety, and then commit tomorrow to him. Do I have time to share a real quick story? I'll be real quick. An old friend of mine from New Sharon, his name was Elmer Stone. He went to be with the Lord about 30 years ago or or thereabouts. He lived on a farm south of New Sharon. New Sharon is a small town and has a little newspaper called the New Sharon Sun. Back then it was called the New Sharon Star. And I asked Elmer one time, I said, Elmer, do do you ever read the New Sharon Star? He says, yep, every Thursday night I read it so I can sleep with nothing on my mind. (laughs) And, And... and I was just thinking about that when I was reading this. If we can commit tomorrow to, to God, yeah. we can genuinely sleep in peace. Mm-hmm. It'll be just like reading the new Sharon Sun. <laughs> Seriously, God wants us to be able to reset at night so that we can rest Amen. and we can be ready for the day that he has prepared for us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good. So we leave with a blessing. Mm-hmm. May the Lord guide us waking and guard us sleeping. That awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. May the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.